I wanted to give y'all a peek behind the curtain and present my full interview with Gina Keogh, the OG of the OC. We talk about the origins of the Real Housewives franchise, her family, younger men, and her thoughts about some of the newer housewives. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to get to chat with you and see you again. So, but now we said it, my podcast is looking back on the history and looking back at old seasons of Housewives. And I thought there's no better place to start than Orange County season one. And the OG of the OC is who I need to interview first. Well, you know, Scott Dunlap wrote this original pilot. It was supposed to be called Behind the Gates. And it was about my family. He was my next door neighbor. And it was going to be about my family and my revolving door of every time he'd come over, he'd say, who's that? And I'd say, well, that's a writer from New York. He's working on a movie. Um, That's an actor. That's a drug dealer hiding out. (laughs) I mean, I always had this wide variety of people in the house because my husband worked and he was gone a lot for baseball. So I didn't like being alone with the kids. So I always had fun. I mean, I had Tammy Knickerbocker live with me for seven months where her house was remodeled. I had Quinn Fry live there for a year. I just had so many different people over the years live there. So it was really fun. That's amazing. I definitely want to get into that history with with Scott. Do you still watch the show as someone who is an original cast member? You know, I didn't get to watch as much this last season. Mm-hmm. As I wanted to, I just got busy and I was mm-hmm. traveling a lot. We had three or four deaths of friends and family. We had weddings. We had just so much travel. It was just busy. With work being quiet, I could go away for a week. So I spent a lot of time with my granddaughter. So, Oh, that's great. I do want to catch up on how is all the family doing? Where is everybody? And are you getting to see all of them a lot? Yep. I just got back from a week in North Carolina, Lake Lake Norman, I think it was called, with everybody. Mm-hmm. All of us were there. It was so fun. It was a really fun time boating and swimming and kayaking. It was fun. So everybody came from all the different states, and it was fun. Because Shane and Cara live in Florida. Florida. Cara's got two kids and a husband and two dogs. She brought them all. And then my <laughs> son Colton and I flew from here. We live in Orange oh. County still. That's all. And you don't live in the house that you were in when you were on the show? I do not. Do I sold that house. I sold that house, and that guy lived in it for five or six years. And I bought another big house there, and I flipped it. And I worked on it for two or three years and sold it. Then I bought a house in Florida on the water with a boat dock. My son-in-law put a boat in the boat dock, a really cool boat. And now I couldn't find a place here in Laguna yet, so I'm renting until I find something I like to buy. So I want to be bi-coastal. Nice. That's great. I saw that Vicky sold her house. Did you list? Did you list? She list it with you? No, she has a friend who's a realtor. She got mm. mad at me when she lost money on one of her houses. She bought it in a short sale and then the market continued to go down. And then I don't know why she sold it. She was leasing it and making a profit. She should have just kept it because that house she sold for nine is now worth a million six or seven. So she should have kept it like I told her. But so oh, she wow. sold that in a short sale, and for some reason, the realtor who talked her into the short sale, she stayed with him. It's like, okay. 
whatever. See, she may have at the moment thought she was losing money, but had she listened to you, yeah. she would have been I mean, making you, it. You never <laughs> can guess what the market's going to do, but you know that if you keep it, it will eventually come back. You know? That's true. That's true. So let's go ahead. We're going to get into the meat of everything. So you gave us a little history on how the show started. Scott Dunlap is... So is he was a close family friend, neighbor? Close family friend and neighbor. We traveled together. We had a lot of fun. His wife and I would take the kids to Hawaii together. So he mm-hmm. yeah, he lived right across the street from me in my first house in Koto in the village. Okay. And then I ended up being his realtor on three different times. Sold him three nice. different houses and now he's in the his final house on the golf course at the water hole with a view. And it's Ugh. beautiful. So he's living life. Did either of you know? So originally, you guys were doing it solely on your family. Did that right. and then when make he, it to pitch, or did he? He took it then... to the pitch, and they said we like it. Go get three or four other families. So his theory was Gina would just keep bringing in new clients and new friends, but. Bravo had the idea, get a few more established people in Koto, like the Vicky and mm-hmm. Joe and Joe and Slade, mm-hmm. just to have travel from family to family to family. So that worked gotcha. out really well, that formula. Yes. So when they when y'all were searching for more people, did he cast or did you cast? Or because it, oh, it no, seems no. like they were all you're all connected cast. to them. They always ask like, me you- for my opinion. They always ask me to refer friends. But okay. Andy and Scott and Bravo made those decisions on cast. Yeah, I never got mm-hmm. to. I mean, I brought Tammy in and a couple of right. my other girlfriends, but I just recommended you- them. I, I didn't have casting approval. So you re- But did you recommend, like, all of the original no. Housewives? No, oh, I okay. recommended Joe and Slade and... Tammy, and I forgot who else. I forgot. But did, the rest, the rest did, applied. Like, Vicky was my neighbor, but I didn't even know her. So oh, we really? both worked. We didn't even know her because it was a big, you know, it's a big street. She lived, we each live on an acre, and she lived two acres away. So oh, I, she'd wow. invited me to Don's 50th birthday party, but at the time I was in Florida with Cara, so I missed the party. But okay. I would have met them then. But right after that, she joined the show. Do you think the cast was a good first pick? Or were there people that you think you would have axed or brought on and brought someone Oh, you know, on? the first few years, it was so much fun. I know we got a little mad at Quinn when she showed up with a guy 15 years younger. Her, We're all going, yeah, really? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> And then when I started yes. dating guys 10 years younger than me, she gave me shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the the Quinn era. That was like season three, I think. Yes, I remember that. She brought him onto the show. And then um, watching it back, I felt so bad for her because it was like they were, we were so showing all of the worst moments for her with that guy. Yeah. But, you know, that is kind of the beauty of this doing this kind of show is it's kind of in a way, a look 
at your life a scrapbook of your life but in video form did you at the time when you were doing it all did you predict like were your expectations of what the show was going to be and then when the season you saw the first season did it meet your expectations to be like curb your enthusiasm and it did not turn out that way so Mm -hmm. he thought it'd be kind of snarky humor and Whatever. I liked the way it was in the beginning. I didn't love it as much when everybody wanted to pitch something, sell something, you know, and made up stories about themselves that were not true. So, I mean, I like that it showed Kara going to college and how hard she worked, graduating college in three years. And I like when it showed all that kind of stuff. And, And of course, it showed the real heartfelt stuff of some of the children having tattoos and drug issues. And so mm-hmm. it kind of showed you what the women go through. I thought it was realistic. Yeah. And then it just got crazy. Everybody had a makeup line, a purse line, a shampoo line, a tequila line. It's like, come on. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, my, my thought process on it and my like advice, if I would ever be asked advice on a new housewife, make sure the show is additive to your life never make the show your life and i think that's kind of what you're saying is like i don't want to like watch people come onto a show to just make a business like that like if it's already part of it great but like coming on there it it, you know it doesn't make as much as compelling television i think so Um, yeah i thought the new season the last season was kind of fun with bronwyn i thought Mm -hmm. for sure bravo would hire tamra back because she's so much fun and she brings a lot of excitement to the show i was really shocked when they got rid of kelly i I didn't really believe it i didn't really believe it i thought no that's not true she just got married and she's got this guy and she's got such a fun life but i'm shocked too i actually thought i thought she had a big following she does i think my personal opinion, I don't know. My thought process is if they were going to get Heather Dubrow, that probably Heather's... I know Heather has said in interviews before, like, I will not film or I will not be with Kelly Dodd. So why? I'm sure. Why are they so... She's so upset they, with her. I think Kelly's first season was Heather's last season. She just did not enjoy working with her, I don't think. So I'm... Well, Heather's so very proper and Kelly's... Right wild and crazy and not and says whatever she feels like so yeah that's probably why well we're definitely getting the revamp and the reboot um so how did your kids feel about doing the show did they didn't like it and they didn't like working for free and they say well we're paying you you pay the kids so just before i left i negotiated for the kids to start getting their own salary so they didn't have to count on it coming from their mother it's like if you oh. want them to be on, if you want them to have a smile on their face, you got to pay them. Nobody works for free. They're right. like, well, you should share yours. It's like, no, I don't want to share mine. <laughs> you know, I support I mean, my kids, but let them have their own money. They're all union SAG card carrying people. They should be getting paid. So that was it. They started paying them after that. And were they all 18 when, or did they pay the kids? They when paid they were everybody. kids as well. Okay, nice. And if there was a fan question that did ask, 
for first season. Like we see all these salaries now at like crazy over a million dollars for that first season. What did housewives make on that very first season? If you feel comfortable answering. I don't think it was much. They said, we're not allowed to pay you. So it was second and third season when my attorney who's an entertainment attorney said they can't pay you because they say that what's the television called FSC or FC. I was oh, the say, FCC? FT, yeah. If you get paid, then it's not reality TV. So then my attorney said, okay, so you're renting the house. So that's how we got around it. They were renting our houses. And then eventually they just gave up that thing that obviously wasn't true. Yeah. And started paying people. Because you get people like Jill Zarin who, like, they're like, no way. My time is money. So Absolutely. I I mean, especially in the early seasons, it is kind of shocking that the kids and family members weren't even given like stipends or whatever because nothing they were featured a lot. I know in the early ones. Now it's more. I mean, people or other people are featured, but well, not as kids heavily are as early. Little when right. she was on, they didn't feature the kids much because they're little. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> do you remember your first season taglines? No. Do you? I do. I haven't written. The reason why I ask is because the, I, it's the only season where they just took random blurbs that you guys said in, during the season okay. it, that it, they didn't even really make sense. It was just, it, it's so funny looking back at it now because the taglines are such a cultural thing of Housewives. Vicky's was, I don't want to get old. Mm. Uh, was mine Joe's about money? Was, yep. Yeah. Yours was the only one that I think could actually be like an early tagline that actually makes sense as a tagline yeah uh it went to joe who was he's pretty much keeping me yep yep Lori was are the police involved oh <laughs> my poor Lori. Uh, yours was it's just money and you can't take it with you which i feel like that's very much a tagline that could have been used oh i, um, I mean i still use it and then miss kimberly was 85% of the women around here have had breast implants. <laughs> Did you, so since that happened in season one, seasons two and on, is that when you guys were able to make your taglines? Did you ever have a creative, pro, was there a creative process for it? Or no, did I they think make they suggested stuff to us. Okay. You knew, you didn't know Vicky when you started, but you knew, did you know any of the other ones, other castmates? Joe and Slade. Kimberly, I think I'd met at the gym working out. Uh Uh-huh. Tamara, I didn't meet until she started. And Quinn, I didn't meet. So, no. They all knew me because I kind of was a little celebrity anyway. Because I was married to a baseball player and I was an actress. So, pretty much they knew me. Or knew How somebody was that knew being me. an actress versus doing reality? Did it feel I natural I had a really good sense of the camera and what to do and what not to do. And I would try to coach the girls when they weren't looking, but they always had on mics, so they always knew what I was doing. Like I'd say, Tamara, <laughs> you're not going to want to see that 10 years from now. Your children turn it on the TV and seeing you trying to pull your husband's pants down on the boat. They're going to say, Mommy, why are you pulling Daddy's pants down? And... <laughs> And Shannon Boudor, when she said on TV that I haven't had sex with my husband for a year, it's just like, oh, my God. 
every girl's going to go after that guy. He's good looking and he hasn't had sex for what an easy target. Literally <laughs> two months later, he was in a relationship with somebody and the marriage was over. Yeah. So. I mean, it's those mics. I bet you at some point it feels like it's part of you. So you, it's easy to forget when they're on. Well, Joe always said that it's like, Joe, why did you let the cameras take movies of you in the shower? She goes, you know, I just forgot they were there. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, the shower, that's a stretch for me. <laughs> Was there anything that you said or did, especially in season one or anything, that you regret or wish would have been done differently or in, or anything like that? No, no. I mean, none of us liked our clothing choices and... We realize you shouldn't eat on camera when they order you all that food. You just have to sit there and look at it because chewing on camera doesn't look so good. Never stop so me, that, though. I was always so hungry. <laughs> so is that the real reason people don't eat? It's because it's it's too loud and yeah. all of that? I mean, even if that two other sense. people are talking, you think, okay, I can put a couple bites in now. It's just It just doesn't work out. I don't know why they always wanted us to go to meals that we couldn't eat. It was like torture. When you, when Orange County found out about this show starting, did, how, what was the response of people all throughout the the community? Did people know of? They were like, upset and they weren't picketing, but they were calling homeowners association meetings that we all had to go to. They were afraid wow. that, you know, they picked this sleepy little Kodo community to protect their families and we were bringing it unwanted attention and their children were going to get kidnapped and We'd like look at that kid and like like fat chance anybody's taking that kid. No, <laughs> <laughs> but literally six months later, the same people that were fighting it were inviting us to their company Christmas parties, and when they went to their big Mercedes meetings in New York, they would say, "Hey, whatever her name was, tell everybody where you live. I live in Orange County. No, 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 no. Tell them where you really live. I live in Cota de Casa." And their meeting, that's their big meeting of the year, whatever, broke down for a half an hour to talking about Slade and me and everybody. Do you know him? Have you met him? What are they really like? And she's like, you wouldn't have believed my whole meeting disintegrated. <laughs> everybody from all over the world. Because by then we were all over the world. And in many countries have... by what, second, third season. So Did anywhere you you'd any go, idea? people would say, oh, you live in Kodo. Do you know Gina? And they're like, yeah, it's my best friend. How do you know her? It would be Gail Dunlop, right? She'd be an Aspen. And they go, oh, Gina's my best friend. She goes, well, she's my best friend, and I've never heard of you. <laughs> so people would think because you're in their TV that you're their friend. You, right. It's kind of a weird right. phenomena. It's different than a movie star. But as TV star that's in your home all the time, you feel comfortable going up to them at a grocery store and saying, hey, how's Cara doing in school? Or, or what's Shane up to? And I always felt, do I know these people from somewhere? And, and then they say, oh, well, I don't really know you. It's just from watching you on TV. It's like. That's creepy. <laughs> I would be one of those people. I have zero shame. I will go up and say hi and because it truly has become such a cultural phenomenon. It is something that we celebrate and love. And did you ever expect it to be that way? Did you when you I so, did, were yes. filming this? You did. I always knew it would be successful because of the timing of it. At the time it happened, there was a writer's strike. So for 2 years there was nothing new content. So NBC put us on NBC um, and let people see new new product. There's That was the only thing going. You, there was reruns or the housewives. 
Nobody else so was they, filming. They aired OC on NBC during this time. Not oh, every wow. episode, but enough that huh. people could say, okay, where do we go watch that? On Bravo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... I was in high school when my senior year of high school, I remember when it was coming out, I remember seeing all these promos and I was being someone who was, you know, from small town in Pennsylvania and always was ready to get out. It was, I remember watching the promos and being like, I can't wait to see what it's like behind the gates. And it was the the fascinating thing that you said earlier was like, you know, we went through the, the, some drug issues, some, you know, big issues that were going on in the families. And one thing that I feel like we've learned from this is having a lot of money doesn't exempt you from everything. We're all pretty much the same. And that was kind of a cool theme to come from it. True. And those gates were Tammy Knickerbocker's gates, by the way. They were. Because the gates of Coda was a yellow noodle. And I would drive (laughs) Scott crazy and say, why can't we just call behind the noodle? I think that's so real. (laughs) That's hysterical. Wait, Tammy Knickerbocker's house? Are you said the one that the gates that really really big now were Tammy Knickerbocker's house? Yeah. Oh my gosh! That she lived in before she was even on the show. She let us use her house. She always let us use stuff. ZZ Top wanted to do a "Where Are They Now" with me, and they Mm -hmm. said we just want to see you getting out of a nice car. And I said, "Okay, Tammy, can I use your Porsche?" In your driveway, I just have to shoot this little thing for, you know, MTV. They're coming out Uh to see where we are, and I'm just supposed to step out of the Porsche. And she's like, which one's my Porsche? She didn't (laughs) even know. She cared nothing about cars. She still doesn't. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. What's my car? What do I have? (laughs) Real quick, we have to take a break. A big thing was seeing all of the kids getting their cars on the show. Is that still a big cultural thing in Kodo? Like everyone gets the the nicest, newest cars and which know. ones are the best? I think so. I mean, does do they still show cars on the show? Now I think about it, getting new cars, not as much. You're right. Because they're all babies, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess a lot of them aren't driving. You're right. Yeah. No, I did, I meant, but like in Kodo, are 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 BMWs the big thing still? No. Two thousand. The kids all like Hondas, Mercedes. They like all kinds of cars. I just got a Lincoln Avatar, and I love it. Yeah, it's like such a mom car, but I'm a grandma, so I need to have room when when the kids come to ha- town. Yeah, all of that stuff. You're gonna. It's like you're carrying everybody around again. Yeah, like when they were little. Well, no, actually, you, they make me sit in the back seat with the movie theater on, screen on. Because I'm a backseat driver. So now that they have the TV back there, like, just put mom in the back so she doesn't tell us which way to go. <laughs> one of the things that struck me in season one that Kimberly said was high school seniors, a lot of them get breast implants for their high school graduation. I think is I got a car of them at high school graduation. That is... Yeah. I had no idea that that was like a thing. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of well, a great you know, deal about to get 17, that. 18 years old, girls with big noses get nose jobs before they go to college. A lot of a lot of cars friends did. It wasn't I wasn't the only crazy mom. <laughs> 
do you still keep in contact with all of the housewives or any of them? Um, you know, we're all together on web social websites. I see mm-hmm. Gretchen's every morning because she's on Instagram and she's always posting about the baby. Joe Della Rosa, I follow her Pop Candy podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, she's always posting stuff on there. I don't post as much, but Cara does, and they all follow Cara. So she posts more about me than I post about myself, I think. Vicky and I are supposed to go to dinner when she gets back from Chicago, and I think she just get bo- just got back, so I'm sure I'll see her next week. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Tamara in a while because she moved back to Ladera. But we yeah. used to run into each other at the club. So we get along. She always gives me a big hug, and my friends are trying to get me to go work out at her gym. And my girlfriends that went looked so good. Just during mm-hmm. COVID, everybody got a little sloppy. Yeah, I, I mean, the last thing I wanted to do was work out throughout COVID. It was a rough year. We all were going through it. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. Do Were there any cast members that you particularly did not like? And no, that, I'm would, easy. Someone can throw wine in my face and a week later I forgive them. I'm just that, a Wisconsin was, mellow person, so. <laughs> I knew well, she did it just for attention. Did you have any clue that things were going to escalate that hard on the wine throw? I knew she was mad at someone because I kept saying to my friends, well, look at Tamara over there. She's stomping around acting like she's mad. You know, she was acting. Mm-hmm. And then I said to somebody, why does she have such a big glass of wine? Not that I drank much anyway, but I was con- con- wondering why hers was this giant goblet and everybody else had these little things, so... When she came over and started yelling at me, I was shocked because there was no reason for that. She called it cyst, like a pimple, and deceased, (laughs) like a dead person. And it was a blank piece of paper. So (laughs) she just wanted to get in my face, but I never really did anything but try to help her. I said, don't have your husband arrested. Have a restraining order. It's fine. But if you say he beat you up, he's going to lose his job. And literally, he lost his job. There's morals clauses in jobs. So his job that paid him a lot of money and paid her support, he lost. And it took him three or four years to get another good job like that. So she hurt herself. Oh, wow. And I, oh, wow. I was right. And she's like, he could beat me up and you would be on his side. It's like he threw a dog leash at you and you didn't catch it. He just tossed it. You didn't try to hurt you. Those things are heavy. I know I have the same retractable leash, but it was her dog that she bought that he didn't want. And she was trying to make him take it. So they probably were having an issue about a dog. It was silly. It was just an attention grab. Well, that sure was a, a splash ending for that, that season. So I'm going to go through some fan questions and then I want to wrap up with some behind the scenes tea that you would love to spill for us. Anything that happened and did not air that you wish would have. Um, So let's go start with the fan questions first. Which housewife should have never been fired from OC in your opinion? Oh, I don't think any of them should be fired. I think they should just make their parts smaller. I love when they used to bring you to the season premiere and season finale filmings. Those were always fun, but I don't know. You're still living in the neighborhood. I think they should still run into you somewhere or see you somewhere. Just like, okay, you're like when they want to demote Vicky to friend. 
I thought mm-hmm. that's a nice way to edge your way out into the sunset. Yeah. Rather than just, is she dead? Where is she? Why did she leave? You know? <laughs> right. Well, speaking of those finale parties, um, I did love that every season in the early, like you are, all the people that were gone would come back. I was really hoping when Vicky sold her house, we would get one last big party at the old house with all of the housewives. Oh, they had that a lot been... of parties at her house. Her house was beat like a dead horse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, just sort of send that house off into the, you know, I am since she dying to see Heather's new house. Me too. Absolutely. Um, it was unfair because she was building this beautiful house that we were hearing about and then we never got to see it. So her coming back, this is perfect. It's going to be really exciting. I think I yeah. was telling you the other day, somebody had called me, texted me and said, hey, it's Heather. I'm having a party at my new house and I want you to see it. It's in Crystal Cove and here's the address and the address was correct. And come Friday at seven and it's just girls, but we're fancy. <laughs> so... I just started texting, how's the kids, how's COVID been, how's Terry? And she kept answering, and I thought, wow, she's so nice. And everything she was saying was true. You know, the kids were this age, this age, this age, talking about what she'd been doing, and she was just so informative. Well, what it was, it was a fan, a crazy stalker fan, who just knew a lot about her because she's on podcast telling what she's doing. So she knew all the answers, but she said something that, made me go to my other phone and text Vicky and Doug Ross, my producer, same same time. I just put them both on. I said, is this Heather's cell phone number? Because someone is so nice to me that I don't think it's Heather. <laughs> just, wow. I mean, I love Heather, but this one was beyond nice. She was just so talkative and so... And I think the real Heather would be freaking out the door on the way doing something. She's no way she's going to talk to me for 30 minutes on the text. So they're like, we've got Heather on the other line. It's not her. She wants you to take snapshots of the text and the phone number and send it to her, which I did. And I'm like, I get back on the phone after I do this. And I'm like, seriously, you would, you would have made me show up Friday dressed up at the gate like a freaking idiot along with, Alexis Bellino and Joe DeLaRosa and everybody else you invited. So that is so mean. Where do you see the humor in that? And oh someone had done gosh. that with, with Alexis Bellino too. They were pretending they were Alexis and it, it's the same address. Cause I know their addresses, right? I know where they live. I know what's gate they're at, but it's just like, why do people do that? It's crazy. That is wild. Oh, yeah. that and then one time I was with Vicky and they called and said, you need to call your bank right now because someone's going to take your money in. And they had Tam, they had uh, Taylor Armstrong so convinced that someone was tapping into Vicky's money that Taylor was on the phone too. And we're like, what is this? Nobody's touching Vicky's money. You're just nuts. Go away. Go away. She's like, oh no, people, it was, it was terrible. And Vicky said, these "Did you people ever find been... out who these people are?" Um, I think the police get involved when you start mm-hmm. doing crazy stuff like that. Yeah, Whew. they're like, "Call your bank right now and close all your accounts." It's like, "What?" She said, "Yeah, you've been hacked." It's like, "How could you tell we've been hacked?" So I'm sure you saw that Steve Lodge will be running for governor. Do you think you'll be voting for him? You know, I don't think he gave it enough time. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think his pockets are deep enough to run for governor. You have to have a lot of money. Or mm-hmm. he should have started months ago. Because Caitlyn Jenner's running, right? Mm-hmm. And she's yep. got deep pockets. And then there's the John Cox guy. And there's another guy that's really good, too. Would Steve make a great governor? Absolutely. Being a former policeman, he knows all the problems with law enforcement and fire department. He sees the big picture unlike anybody I've ever met. He watches a lot of news. He's always been involved in politics, guarding politics, going to political events. He's very, very involved. And I believe he did run for like the local city council and Congress also. So I know he wants to do it, but I think it might be a big jump. I don't know. Yeah. Another person asked, was what was your favorite moment that you filmed and what was your favorite moment that you filmed that didn't air? If you well, I think remember. everything I filmed aired. My favorite m- filming moment was my children's favorite was Lake Havasu with Frankie and Vicky mm-hmm. and everybody. Just being on a big vacation together and a Vegas vacation was super fun too. So Yes. Do you think Cara will ever do Housewives if she was offered? You know, Cara was trying to do a um, tackle and flip design show. She filmed some episodes, pilot, but right before COVID hit. So nothing's really happened. Cara has an amazing personality and she should probably do a scripted show and she should write a script for a show. She's just so funny and offbeat and she's always been an amazing writer. She's writing a book now. She's got a publicist, I believe. And uh, if you don't follow her on Instagram, Karakio Boz, you should, because she is very funny. I do follow her. She was such a good... She, it was so easy to watch her on television. She was such yeah. a natural. <laughs> I love the one funny. scene where she's at Tammy Knickerbocker's house and all Lindsay's friends are drinking Tammy's wine. And she said, that's Tammy's wine. You shouldn't open that. Where's yours? He goes, well, mine's all gone. She goes, well, then that probably means you had enough. (laughs) She didn't drink. She always had such good morals and she was a good teacher. Mm -hmm. She, she brought good life lessons to children. So you can go to a party and you don't have to drink. And, and Colton sort of did the same thing too. They always, people looked up to them and went to them for advice and stuff because they, because their mother worked all the time, they had to figure out life themselves, and they knew how to do everything. Yeah, they were they were great. I yeah, I really I remember in season one, there was a moment where Colton had broken his hand, and it was because he one of his friends was doing drugs or something, and he didn't want him to do drugs. Yeah, like that was kind of an incredible moment. And, and he didn't a, tell me about it until his coach said. Did you tell mm-hmm. your mom you had you got in a fight and you broke your hand? And he said, how do you know, coach? He said, because your finger won't bend down. It sticks out of the glove like this, and you need to go get a fix because every time a ball comes, you're going to re-break your little finger. So time I took him, it had healed so much, he had to have it re-broken in a plate and screws, where if he would have told me right away, they would have just set it, cast it, and it would have been fine. So I think he learned that when something bad happens, you need to tell your mom. Yeah. Little, don't wait. Another person asked, you're referenced a lot in Brian Moylan's book. It's the Housewives book that recently just came out. Have you read it yet? I did. Or have you gotten it? Yeah. It's a really what interesting book on how Bravo started. I thought it was good. You know, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a book for fans. 
It, mm-hmm. I thought it was more of a book for people wanting to know how reality TV starts. Or, but yeah, no, I thought yeah. you did a really good job. Are you glad that you left the show when you did, or do you wish you would have stuck through it? Well, at the time I was leaving, I was depressed. Everybody was kind of mean to me. And I didn't enjoy doing the things they were doing at the time. I had kids mm-hmm. since college, and I was traveling to see Shane play baseball. So I was just busy, and real estate was so busy that I didn't need to hang out with people that – you know, I didn't drink. So to be right. around them when they start drinking and getting crazy, it just drove me nuts. I was always like saying – You've had enough. You're going to fall and break your teeth. Stop it. You know, yes. You, you had like six shots. You're going to overdose. What's wrong with you? Who drinks six shots of tequila? I didn't like the alcohol abuse on TV. Yeah. I In season one with Kimberly, watching, we got to see a lot of her like going on her girls trips and partying. Um, it was really entertaining to watch. Do you still stay in touch with her at all? I know she Nobody like left sees Kimberly. I think she actually lives in San Francisco now, but somebody ran into her. I don't know if it was oh. Vicky or somebody. They ran into her and had a nice conversation with her. She's just busy. Kids are growing yeah. up. She's still married to her husband, and I think they live in the Bay Area now. That's great. Yeah. For season 16, if you were offered a contract today, do you think you'd do it? You know, I'm in touch with Bravo, so if they were going to offer me a contract, I would know. But well, I think I'm yeah. just a beloved cast member from the past, and I think I'll just stay that way. For any future housewives or anyone do- deciding to do reality TV, what would be like your Bible, essentially, to say just to them? Just protect like- your family and know that they will find out anything bad that happens. So it's kind of like going into politics. Make sure the closet's... Make sure you don't have ex-husbands and ex-boyfriends coming out of the woodwork. Um, A lot of the marriages of TV end up on divorce. And I think it's because people look at their relationships and like, oh, she is mean to me or whatever. Um, So it's, you're opening up your family. Look at Erica James. I mean, come on. Yeah. There's, speaking of the divorces, there's a lot of people in the Bravo fandom that think, a lot, you know, a lot of the women that have gone on the shows have gotten divorced, and some of them think maybe them going onto the show was actually a strategy so that they could get hopefully out of their marriages. Do you think there's some truth to that? No, like I think they go on the show. Out? They want to bring attention to their whatever their business is. It's wonderful Mm -hmm. advertising for whatever business, insurance, real estate that you're doing. And it was kind of a social experiment for us when we did. Yeah, It was just just something different to do. We did it to help Scott. Mm -hmm. He'd always wanted to write and direct and be involved in television. He was an actor when I was an actor in Hollywood. So we did it as a favor to him. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of turned out to be a little bit more than that. And in season one, it really was focused on separate families. Yeah. You guys didn't get together that often. The storyline was hard to put people together. And then they started, right. They started thinking, okay, let's do, we're going to have Domenico come over to Gina's house and teach the girls how to cook. Or we're going to go, Vicky and Gina are going to go work out and do boot camp together. So they started Doing things like that were natural things moms would do together. 
Because right. how often do moms go to exotic trips with a bunch of girls? Not very often. I always thought that it would have been more realistic to, to like, let's go to Vegas with our husbands. And the girls can do their stuff during the day. The guys can go golf or do whatever guys do. But at least mm-hmm. at night, the guys are there for a little drama and a little fun. And maybe they're fighting, too. Maybe they're yeah. cheating in golf. or I don't know. I thought yeah. they should have involved the men a little bit more. That's probably what I liked about Havasu because the husbands were there, boyfriends were there. It was just more natural. Right. Do you think a lot of husbands would be willing to do it? Because I think, I I always assume husbands are probably scared, not scared, but like a little hesitant because of, you know, you are thrown into the public eye and with jobs and all of that. If they are the breadwinner, would they be open to doing it? Yeah, there were a lot of like mine who said, no, I will not do it. But he he did do it a little bit, right? We did see he him did a little, a little bit. but he didn't like it. And he didn't like the mm-hmm. way the kids behaved on camera. Felt like they were oh. like posing and throwing water bottles at each other just to get attention from me mm-hmm. or the cameraman. Well, it's not, you know, it is not for everybody. But do you, if you could, would you go back and do it all over again? You know what? Wherever I go in the world, I'll be in France sitting in a coffee shop and people will come and say, excuse me, you're Gina. I'll be walking down Laguna Beach with a mask on and a baseball hat and a guy will come up behind me and go, Gina, it's you, isn't it? I could tell your voice anywhere. It's like, seriously? And it was so funny. He said, I knew it was you when you walked by you know, with the mask on. I was like, he said, I recognize that your voice. That is wild. It's like, well, you're a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> that is wild. Yeah. So I'm assuming, yes, you would do it again? Oh, yeah. All over again? The benefits yeah. to this day, if we're trying to go to a restaurant in, in Florida, they'll say, okay, Kyle Bosworth, because he's a big deal down there. He was a superstar football mm-hmm. player for the Jaguars. They won't have tables. But when we walk in, they go, oh, that's Gene. And they'll find us a table. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's great for parking at the Dodger games, Angel games. There's always They'll always find you a spot. There you go. So the benefits and outweigh the bad things. How are Shane, Kara, and Colton doing now? Like, what are they all up to? Kara is loving being a mommy of a three-and-a-half-month-old baby who's just at that fun age where they, they're so excited to see you in the morning and they, they think they're talking to you. Yeah, they just start you talk, and then you have to stop and let them. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's so fun. And Decker's five and a half, and oh my god, she should be on TV. She's got go. personality bigger than life, and some kind of funny. I don't know where she gets her sense of humor from. Maybe her mother, but she is funny. Cara, Cara was pretty funny, so I, I can, I can see that. She's reading Harry Potter right now to her. Which is a pretty advanced book for a five-year-old, but yes, they're working very... their way through the series. And she said, after we get through, then we'll watch the movie once you understand it. But uh, no, she's she says, I always had a book in my hand and I was always reading to her. I know I read but a lot now... of books, but I'm just so proud of her. What a great mother she is. A lot of people did put in for the fan question. Please say everyone lo- loves Kara and... She's so brave for putting everything out and it yeah. really helps a lot of people and hope she's doing really well. She's doing so that great. Is, 
Good. You know, she has and, her sad days. Anybody would, but yeah, um, she wouldn't have Vaughn if she had McCoy. So it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah. And then Shane, what's he? He's in Florida as well. He's in Florida. He's dating a a girl who's a nurse. She's lovely, fabulous body, beautiful, beautiful girl, and so kind and sweet. I really got to spend time with her this last trip. So he's found himself another wonderful girl. He had eight years with Brittany. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens with this one. I was going to say, I got also got a lot of questions. Is Shane single? (laughs) He's just started dating a girl. It's been about a month or two. All right. And then Colton, how's he doing? Colton is single, practicing real estate, golfing every day that he's not showing houses. And uh, he has a wicked sense of humor like his father, too. Mm -hmm. Mostly at the expense of me. (laughs) Do you guys work together in real estate? Yes, we do. Luckily, you don't have to be, you know, one goes one way, you go the other way. Right. You're not in the same, you're not showing properties together, but we cover for each other if somebody's golfing or if somebody's traveling. That's, that's great. So you got the family business essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for everything today. I appreciate it. Any last thoughts or anything that you... No, I'm excited to see what this new season will bring mm-hmm. with the new girl, how she'll fit in. Um, if I said, even if we don't get together because you're too busy... Mm-hmm. pick Heather, align mm-hmm. yourself with Heather, and then go from there, but at least Heather. Yeah. You, know, you might not have much in common with the girls with little kids, and but at least Heather being in the medical field, mm-hmm. at least she'll have something to talk about. Oh, you know what? This is crazy. So they may I'm even know each well. other. It's crazy. I didn't even, and I know Dr. Jen very, very well. Um, why does I she live in LA? Together... How do you know her? So I met her through Bronwyn, but she actually does my face stuff too, like Botox and all that. So it's funny. She's in and Bronwyn's out. Yeah. Well, so is there's, a, you know, have you, I'm sure you've seen all the alleged newbies, right? No, I haven't. Who else is the, um, um the, the Noella. personal injury. Yeah. She's yeah, going to say, you remember Noella? From I loved the, her. She's amazing, right? Isn't she made for TV? She's made for TV. But it's, yeah. you would think that Bronwyn brought those two in, that they, they would have the three musketeers together for at least a season. But it's funny, Jonathan Anton told us that once. Don't make too big of a deal about bringing all your friends to the show, which I didn't never listen to. I've always brought 100 people. Everybody mm-hmm. else listened to Jonathan and didn't as much. But because mm-hmm. you're bringing in your replacements. And that's what he told us. Oh, wow. Way back then. So they said, keep it your core. Vicky, Tammy, Gina, Quinn, Joe, keep your mm-hmm. core. That's enough of a crowd. You don't each have to have your other friends in there. Sorry, I'm jumping backwards real quick. I just thought of something. Did you ever have feel like producers were ever trying to set you guys up at all? Oh, sure. They would say, Jean doesn't think you should get divorced. She thinks you should go to media, get mediation. And <laughs> and of course, I did feel that way. Even when people right. call me now to list their house because they're getting divorced, I said, why don't you just rent it out for a year in case you get back together? It's midlife crisis. I've seen this a million times. You sell your beautiful house, then you get back together six months later. Thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. And thank you all for listening to this special bonus track. 
But now we said it, we'll be releasing our full extended interviews on Mondays. And as always, make sure to rate and subscribe to the pod. 